0: Hey everyone. Welcome to the Gather Women podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking with the incredible Ruth Thoroughgood on the topic of innovating with God. We're beginning a brand new month and we are truly entering into an unprecedented season that so many of us have never known before. In one month, our country has changed significantly, and whether or not you are someone who likes change, our world is changing. Thankfully as the world continues to change, daily in fact, our God is unchanging. You aren't going to want to miss what Ruth has to say, she's got an inspiring and practical message for us to make the most of this opportune time in our lives and really allow God to do the incredible work to bring about newness in this season. Ruth is an entrepreneur. She's a speaker and a writer and an amazing adventurer. She's given a lot of her time and her treasure and her resources and her energy to supporting Christian organizations and nonprofits. She loves to come alongside those organizations and really help them think in innovative ways and develop innovative mindsets so that they can expand their kingdom impact. She served on many different leadership teams. Most recently, she actually was the Canadian representative at the Lausanne 2019 Global Workplace Forum in Manila. Now that forum was called Business as Mission. And you can tell simply by that description of Ruth that she's not the kind of person who keeps God in a box. And that's so timely for us right now as we are beginning to think about church differently, gathering differently, and even our God and what we believe to be true about Him. And looking to Him to show up right now in our personal situations and in our communities, our country, and really for the globe. So, this is a timely message uh, for us today. I can't think of anyone better to speak about innovating with God, both because of Ruth's experience and her heart. So, thank you for being a part of our Gather community and for listening in to our conversation today. You won't want to miss this episode.
1: Welcome to the Her Influence Podcast calling women to rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. The Her Influence podcast is created on behalf of Gather Women by Women in Canada for women everywhere to rise in their leadership influence wherever they are planted. We are grateful for our sponsor partnership for Season 3, Horizon College and Seminary, a center of learning dedicated to prepare leaders for Christian life and ministry, located in Saskatoon. Horizon is launching two amazing initiatives in fall of 2020. A Master of Arts in Ministry Leadership, a program that equips both seasoned and aspiring leaders by combining theological studies, leadership training, and hands-on learning. And in partnership with Sisterhood YXE and LEAD Women, a women's cohort designed to provide women with a graduate education in ministry leadership that empowers them to bring transformational change to their churches, communities, and world with full or part-time and geographical flexibility. Find out more at horizon.edu. And now, here are your hosts, Kathy Ostapchuk, Vanessa Hoyes, and Caitlin Say.
0: All right, so I am so grateful to have Ruth Thorogood with me. She is one of the most beautiful innovators that I know, and also inspirational people who really you have breathed innovation into my life. And we were just discussing this podcast earlier this week. And I was telling Ruth that my week has been deeply influenced by some of the thoughts that you shared with me on Monday. And that's the power of words that it really can change and shape our thoughts. And I know that God has really gifted you with words and wisdom in this area. So Ruth, maybe just begin by telling us a little bit about your passion for innovation. Where does that come from?
2: Well, my husband and I have kind of been innovators since um, the early years of our marriage. And uh, part of it came out of... Um, me, you know, we got married young and there was no money for me to go to university. So, um, I, you know, he, he had already finished his degree and I was actually a bit of a young thing and <laughs> had not gone to university <laughs> yet. And, and so, you know, he, he had started his own first business while he was in university. He actually created, uh, computer systems for university professors back when it was like such a brand new thing networking was a brand new thing and so he really encouraged me rather than worrying about getting a degree to just start a company and he goes I think you should get into like marketing and design um, and so from there we we built two businesses one of which now it has gone very big um, and so we are retired quite young um, and we have the opportunity to now, to now feel like help others innovate in their space, and you know innovation is beautiful because when you think with an innovative mindset, it allows you to grow and change as the rest of the world changes. Because we know that our the way our world works is very very different now than it was even just five years ago, even just two years ago. So. Innovation is sort of one of those things that kind of we need to all adapt to in order to be able to move at the pace of society Mm. in the ministry circles to be able to minister in the spaces of society.
0: No kidding. And I love that you are not the kind of person that puts parameters on where ministry happens. Um, In fact, you see it, that it happens everywhere and in every space and that we're all called to it. And that really opens up our world as Christians and just the way that we view our engagement in the world and what we do, our work. Um, Absolutely. And you also, I know, think innovatively about all kinds of areas of life, not just work and career and business, but your home life, your relationships, and uh, all of those things as well. And so we find ourselves in the midst of a pandemic. Here we are. Uh, This is where we're at. And it's a very changing time on the planet, like we've never seen. So this is such a timely topic for us to be discussing. um, And you're talking about how Innovation allows us to change with the changing world. And right now, there's no one on the planet who knows exactly what's coming. And we're all feeling that together. And so we're, we're navigating this season together. And so for our listeners, um, as women in Canada, we're navigating this together. And um, you're really calling us to think innovatively right now about our own lives. And
2: uh, this time absolutely you know we don't know where things are going but God already knows where things are going and you know that's a real benefit of being a child of God we can sit with God during this time and go Lord I have no idea what's coming next we we like to sort of stay in our little protected bubble of this is what I know works And God uses times like these to go, no, you are, you can do so much more. You can be better in these areas. You can uh, like, he helps us create all new products that we would have never thought about. And I think, you know, that was a big lesson that I learned early on when I was running my own company, because I would hit these time periods where I just had no business. And so your, you know, my initial thoughts were, "Wow, God, why am I not getting any business?" And there were always two things that I defaulted to. First of all, was I spending time with God on a regular basis? Because I noticed when I didn't have business, or when I needed to spend more time with God, I would go like there would be no, it, it would be a vacuum of new clients. Um, and the other thing that came alongside it was that. Those were the times that I was supposed to innovate, try new things, um, create new things. So this season of the pandemic has not freaked me out. Instead, it hasn't freaked either of us out because we're innovators. We instead are going, okay, well, what can we do in this time to help uh, nonprofits? What can we do to um, build up our own family as as a group um what what can we do to innovate in this space in all the areas of our lives and that just opens up a lot of great creative questions with god he is the he is the one that has created everything and we talked about this before where flowers god has this great diversity of flowers Flowers is a word, but, or flower is a word, but there's so many different types of flowers that are out there. So your one problem may have a million different solutions when you sit and talk to God about it.
0: Yeah. And you know, you really, you really pointed to the fact that innovation is a mindset and and we don't practice it well in fear, and so in this time of the pandemic, um, you're talking about the importance of spending time with God. And as mm-hmm. we do that, and a lot of a lot of us are in a different season, maybe we're self-isolated or we just find a little more time on our hands by spending that time with God, the fear falls off in His presence, and uh, and we can open up you know, that space to think innovatively with him about about our lives and our situations. And um, and not just in one area, like you say, in our families and in, in our work and, and in that space with God.
2: Yeah, I really think there's two attitudes to take during this time. Um, you know, a lot of people are afraid that you can't get enough work, you can't get enough um, finances to cover your debts. Um, there, uh, out of the years of us running our companies, we went through seasons where we were down to nothing. We weren't paying ourselves, we were paying staff. Um, and what we discovered is that when we trusted in God, God either paid back everything that we had to go in debt for in order to uh, to take care of the people around us, or He he gave us innovative ideas that actually created new income streams. And so, you know, when your trust is nestled in God's arms, then you can say, "Okay, Lord, this is a problem that I know you know how to solve. What is it that you have for me in this time? Is this a time where I need to sit with my family and and really like have we not had enough time together that this is really all about us having time together as a family and really making incredible memories and building relationships. Is it time for me to look internally and go, you know, what what are my limiting fears that are getting in the way of new things and new opportunities? Am I supposed to be developing new skills, you know? And it's also a great opportunity to get in tight with your spouse or uh, or family members that are far away and and really build on relationships there too, so you know which which side do we choose to allow to dominate our thoughts and and mindsets? Is it fear or is it you know God, what are we doing together in this time, and what can we what positive things can come out of this
0: yeah that's such a good reminder. I think that we're all navigating that truth that fear in itself is not wrong and it's not bad a lot of us are experiencing that right now but what are we going to choose to do with it and like you say by um, continuing to do what we can do to stay connected to family and friends and those voices that move us um, towards god and his call on our lives and um, staying connected it helps us um, navigate that fear and choose the mindset it opens up a world of innovation, which is new possibilities and really framing, framing this time in that way. But you touched on something very important that there is the aspect of, of kind of, you know, rethinking maybe business or um, vocation um, could have to do with our work, our kind of external world, but also rethinking in an innovative way, maybe our internal world, because you're, you're saying there's a link between the two.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you and I talked a little bit earlier this week about where I come from. I'm the middle of seven kids and definitely felt like the quietest voice amongst all the others and was extremely shy in high school. Um, and I mentioned that uh, my music teacher took a whole class one day just to get me to play a timpani loud enough for the orchestra. And I. Um, you know, God knows the areas where, you know, I felt I needed to be quiet because there were all these loud voices around me. But God knows those things that keep us from being the best version of ourselves. And when we sit with him and start asking questions with him and saying, Lord, why do I feel my voice needs to be silent? Why do I feel like you know, whatever your fear is, is it that your writing is not good enough, that your stage presence isn't good enough, that you don't have a good enough story, like, or whatever your limitations are, when we sit and ask God, why am, do I feel blocked by that? Um, and ask him for the courage and the, the strength to address those fears, um, those personal fears. Um, they could be family fears, they could be, you know, career fears, whatever your fears are, when we take them before the Lord and just ask him to round that out with us and speak into those, it allows us to discard, maybe not all of them, because we do live with regular fears, but can we discard some of them that are not healthy, that are holding us back and offset them. So like, um, you know, I play piano and I've been a Uh, involved in worship for years. And one of the things I've always struggled with is, um, you know, if I don't have the music, hearing the right chords, and that's been a fear for me. It's like a simple fear. It's not like it's life altering, but, um, but it's been a fear for me. So I decided, well, during this time, I'm gonna practice listening to chords and identifying which ones they are. So are there things that we can do to step out of some of those fears? Are the, is there internal negative self-talk that we struggle with that keeps us from moving forward? Why do we feel that way? What is the issue? And how can we now start to plan, you know, to get to get past that fear? Is it something God needs to release in us? Are, do we need to start practicing better internal dialogue? Should we print up posters to say you are valued or, you know, whatever you know, verses from the Bible so that we get those, those messages changed in our head.
0: No kidding very effective ways to be using our time right now and you alluded to the fact that we really do need courage to to be asking that question why and as I'm listening to you speak about the question why why am I feeling that way or why am I held back in that way um it's it sounds to me almost like a weapon like an offensive weapon from from fear and from things that would hold us back um from limiting beliefs, just that question why, and to be able to ask it. But again, you keep bringing us back to that time with God and sitting with God, you said, and asking these questions. And there's a safety there because whatever we discover when we ask the question why, when we're rooted in him and in his, his love and his grace that covers everything, it's okay to discover whatever we discover when we ask that question why. And we might not love all that we see. I don't, I don't always love what I see when I keep asking why. But when something is exposed and and we recognize it, we can um, take some steps to make changes. And you even use the word plan. I really like that. Then you can kind of make a plan about um, just how to kind of work work through whatever that fear is in your life, whether that be sitting at your piano, um, and trying some different things or, or taking some risks, but you also use the word practice. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, that some of these, um, ways of being or mindsets actually takes practice to build change in our, in our, um, in our being and in our minds. And so thank you for that um, encouragement and that uh, move towards change in our lives right now. Now Ruth, something I know about you, and we relate in this way, um, you're a goer and you're a doer and you are a world shaker and a changer. And I love and admire that about you. But I also, I think even more deeply admire your commitment to move in healthy rhythms of God and to really live a a whole life um, and not to, to get consumed by being a goer. I think our, our whole, uh, our whole society right now is being confronted by this a little bit that we all are goers. Um, And so right now, what would you say to our listeners who are used to such a a fast pace of life? And some people are still experiencing that. and We want to acknowledge that. But for some, it's a real change in pace. And um, some people just we have a hard time dealing with that and making the most of it. But you've explained too that innovation often comes out of a slower kind of pace or time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So how can we navigate this well?
2: Well, it, you know, I think the hard the hard thing about being at home and and being a goer and doer is that for some for a lot of people um, a good part of their self worth comes with the position that they hold, you know, um, being able to hand out the business card that says, I am so-and-so puts a lot of, you know, it makes you feel good, whether you really consciously think about it or not having a title that you're proud of um, makes a big difference. And so now that people are stuck in their homes, and you're not necessarily always interacting with these with you know networking groups and getting together and you know there's there's the FOMO people are dying right now because <laughs> just no events to go to um and so my heart really goes out to them but you know um I'm very privileged that God taught me a really important lesson at sort of the height of my business um we had to move to Toronto and then the very like within a year moved to Africa. And uh, God had ordained like the worst drought in over a decade. Um, And all of the electricity in Kenya is hydroelectric or most of it. Um, And so there were like rotating power outages. And I literally had to shut my company down within a couple of weeks. And it was really hard on me because I realized that my whole identity was in what I did. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, And it took me a long time to deal with that. But what I came out with on the other side was that I realized that my, who I was and what I needed to be proud of was not what I do, but whose I belong to.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Because it actually allows you a lot more freedom to uh, be able to transition when you're, the security of who you are is based in who God is. You're you're not as easily tossed around when things like this happen. You know that whatever it is that God has next is going to be a good thing. And your question just becomes, okay, what do I need to do to prepare? Or, you know, help me understand what we're doing next. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of simplifies life and it just makes um, it makes transitions a lot easier. Um, you know, God's word is so good about showing us how to be rooted in him and how to have strong relationship with him. I mean, you look at Jesus and he's the opposite of those of us that are doers and want to be doing everything. He was like, nope, don't want to be associated with the church, you know, with the Pharisees and with the The leaders of the time not interested in becoming a leader. I am here to do God's work, and I. It goes with the verse that I sort of uh, picked out for for us today. It says, "Work willingly at whatever you do as though you're working for the Lord rather than people." So it that kind of just changes it. That if we really rest in that verse, it can really change how we view our work, and how we view our job. So if you take it from that standpoint, then it becomes the question of, Lord, what are we doing right now while we're at home? What are we doing? What am I supposed to be doing? Who am I supposed to be reaching? You know, it just, it changes the dialogue a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. What are we, what are we doing right now? I really like that question and the freedom of it. And isn't that so true and so scriptural that when we are rooted in him, we are free from everything else, that there's freedom when we're actually most bound to him. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the kind of life that you're describing and, um, that we, we don't put all of our, you know, all of our worth in belonging to a certain group or organization or job. A lot, a lot of us are feeling uncertain right now and, and there's layoffs happening and there's, like you said, transitions. Um, and so this rootedness that you're describing that makes transitions easier and smoother because the point of life is staying rooted in him. Mm -hmm. And and so letting him move us um, and, and live more fluid um, as he would guide and lead is a real free way to live. But it does take that, that courage to, um, to ask the wise so that we can be released into this kind of a life.
2: Yeah. It takes the courage to ask the wise. It also takes the courage to, to just, sit with God, um, you know, when you're really rooted in him um, and you're really sort of uh, strengthening your relationship with him, you you know, we sit in these paradigms usually where we say, well, I need X amount of donors to work or I need X amount of clients in order to work. I need, you know, you, we have these parameters about what we need in order to get to where we want to go, God doesn't have those parameters. You know, we can say to God, Lord, I don't know how this is possible, but you knew this was coming. So how, how am I walking through this with you? Um, and taking it a day at a time and trusting him, but it, cha- it just changes. And, you know, you and I talked about that with the charity that you're running, Right the charity was reliant on donors. And together, we just um, considered what God might have for you during this time, and which would take you away from necessarily needing donors in order to stay open. So how do we, how can we take off the barriers that we have on, on our own paradigms? Yeah. Hey, Lord, you know what's going on. Help me understand what, I'm supposed to be doing right now. What is this time for for me? And maybe part of it is just us coming back to him and and um, you know getting over some of our talking with him about some of our issues that we've had with him. You know, yeah. like people have issues with God. Maybe part of this time is just us coming back to God and saying, "I have issues with this," or and and talking through those things with God.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a powerful way of life that you're describing and really to to be open to new things that God might show us. And Mm -hmm. it's just very human that when we're used to certain organizations and uh, routines, that that's what we're used to. And um, we do get used to those things. They're not bad in themselves, but clinging to them as our comfort can be a problem and what you're describing, sitting with God and Um, allowing Him to really be that guide and what we put our trust in and our hope in opens our minds up to new possibilities and new ways of doing things. And sometimes that does mean releasing the old, letting go of the old. And certainly grief and letting go is a part of this season for us right now. And it's okay to be feeling those things, but with the confidence that new things are coming because we serve the God of the new and, uh, and, you know, even with Easter around the corner, we're about to celebrate the ultimate new resurrection, new life that, that he gives us. And, um, something else you're describing with this way of living and being is a different value system than what our culture tells us is valuable so when we're used to thinking that busyness and productivity is most valuable and you're suggesting that that time with God is actually the ultimate roadmap um, it does take some adjusting to kind of reconsider these things and it it brings into the conversation this aspect of what what some of us call self care but really it's not it's not about self um, but this is something that you highly value and is connected to innovation
2: well you know I the best way that I can describe it is that you know when Andrew and I started out we were we didn't have a lot of money we were living in uh, a guy's basement in a one bedroom apartment that we had to build in order to live there um, <laughs> our, my husband had to build and I helped um. <laughs> the truth comes out <laughs> yeah. but um, you know and we we had our first son there uh, he did not have an official baby's room you know we didn't it, we there were times where my husband would say we can't do buy diapers this week, or we have to cut back on formula or something just to make ends meet. Um, And I always sort of thought in that space that the more money that we had would buy us more freedom. It's sort of the common thing, right? The common theme is you'd have more uh, money to buy a bigger house, to have more things, to have more time, you know, more vacations, all that stuff. And as we've sort of gone through the levels of financial freedom, we've actually discovered that the ones that are right near the top are often like you, you kind of get about to a halfway point where people are, yeah, they're, they're at a nice balance, but often still want more. And when they, when they get to that next stage, we see more divorce rate, uh, the more many people have, um, more unhappiness, you know, they have to still have the next biggest brightest thing, and a lot of broken families. And so, you know, at what point can you say to yourself, enough is enough? You know, how much is enough that you can just be happy and enjoy the space that you're in as you go? And we're in this space right now where we have the opportunity to be with our family and make some incredible memories together. We have opportunity to be with our spouse and make incredible memories together. We have an opportunity to have one-on-ones with people that are in in difficult situations and support them. You know, so you can look at you can always look at what you don't have. Mm-hmm. But if when you switch your mentality to what I do have and what I can take advantage of, and mm-hmm. it relieves the stress of all that, what I don't have, you know, what I can't do, what I'm not good enough at. What do you have already? What are you equipped with? What, what can you leverage? Right. Um, and focus on those things instead
0: right thank you so much for that uh encouragement and i think that could not be more true i mean that's a kind of a, a a lifelong always true kind of thing but how much more in this season to not focus on what we don't have when when the big temptation is to be looking at what what we don't have or what is lost um and to to really be reacting in a different way as the children of God and the freedom that comes through that too by really asking what's in my hands and and what can I do with this? And even um, like you said, coming alongside those who are struggling and being generous with with our attention and our time and our conversations. And really too, the reminder um, to be cautious and aware of what, is going into our minds and into our hearts in this time and choosing things that are life-giving, staying informed in the ways we need to be informed in the midst of a pandemic, but to be choosing things that are life-giving. And like you said, even just some of these aspects that keep us well um, conversations with friends um, just staying connected in the ways that we can.
2: Yeah. I, I, my big concern is that people will be swallowed by, All the negative, yeah. All the terrible things, yeah. And I, that's one of those places where when we're spending time with God, we can be more active. In what do I have? I think so much about all of the third world countries that are being hit by this pandemic and what they really don't have. Yes, we are. We can order grocery delivery. We can. Yes, uh, you know, there's. We we can network through Zoom. We can. There's so many things that we have and have access to. We have electricity. We have internet. Yeah. You know we're we are in a privileged nation. So can we instead focus on the positives that we have and and be consumed by those rather than all the negatives?
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. And. I take that very seriously coming from you, Ruth, as someone who has spent significant time in third world countries. And so you've sort of lived your whole life with this awareness of what we have here. And Mm -hmm. many of us have not. Um, And so that awareness is increasing right now. And God can do amazing things through all of us. Um, Today, if you're listening, uh, may we all be more aware of what we have in our hands and inspired to to use what we've been given um, in ways that are going to bring God glory during this time and to be courageous to do that. So Ruth, do you have any final thoughts and encouragements for us as we are navigating this season together, our gather community and our listeners today?
2: Well, I just like to encourage you to, um, to just utilize this time really well you know find great ways to spend time with your kids book some game nights book some you know some uh creative nights together try learning a new instrument or taking on a new craft or learning new recipes or whatever i mean some of you may be limited in what you have you'll be surprised at what you can make with having very little in your cupboards you know just just rather than looking at it from a negative perspective Look at ways that you can leverage what you have to benefit others. Um, I was really inspired by a story that was recently in the news where the hospitals were basically asking anyone who knew, knows how to sew, can you sew face masks? And then, you know, hearing some of the outcomes from that. And I, you know, I think if we sit and really kind of give it some perspective um, and spend some time with God we will be surprised at the new ways that we can innovate together, um, innovate in our businesses, innovate in our families, and innovate in our lives.
0: No kidding. Yes, absolutely. There's so many ways that that we can be engaging in the world right now that we probably have never thought of before, whether like you say, it's with our families. I did a zoom games night with my family the other night. Awesome. Um, yeah. Or with our neighbors, right? It's like you walk outside and you, you make eye contact and you just think we're in this together, man. Yeah. You know, there's just this, um, element of opportunity. And so to have eyes to see it and courage to step into it in, in all the ways that God would order that, uh, for each one of us and for, all of us as a collective today in our nation. So thank you so much for being with us, Ruth, and for inspiring us to be innovating with God during this time, this season uh, and trusting him to bring great things from a very difficult situation. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you, Ruth, for that encouragement and that charge to be thinking in new ways and trying new things and actively combating fear with faith and courage. You've given us practical tools and shared parts of your story to spark new possibilities for me and for our Gather listeners, so thank you for that. For those of you listening in our show notes, you can also find a link to Practical Tips for Innovating with God, written by Ruth. Thank you, Ruth, for your example of courage and also generously sharing with us what God has shown you. So for those of you listening today, let me pray for you as you navigate the changes brought on by this pandemic. Father, I pray for every woman listening to today's podcast, that you would draw her deeper into your plans for her as she considers new possibilities for her life. I pray for divine creativity and problem solving as she faces new daily challenges. God, we ask for our leaders in this nation and our global leaders to have wisdom and clarity as they discern what is best. We pray for those serving on the front lines, in hospitals, in our grocery stores, our pharmacies, the truck drivers, all those serving in essential services, that you would bless and protect them as they show up courageously to work each day. We pray for the most vulnerable in our country, Father, our seniors, those with compromised immune systems, the lonely and isolated those with heavy financial challenges. God, that you would shine your hope in every dark corner of our nation. Thank you for all the ways that you are at work in our midst and for the new things that you're going to continue to unfold in the days to come. Help us to courageously innovate with you in this season, to attentively listen for your voice and to move with bold courage in this time. We trust you, God. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening to the Her Influence Podcast. Download and share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Go to gatherwomen.com for show notes, resources, and events in your area. We invite you to join the movement to hear the voices of women represented in equal value and strength in all kingdom conversations and to see the presence of women in equal value and strength in every area of influence. And now, rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts.